You're now listening to The Architect Introspect, The Architect's official radio broadcast. My name is AJ Schaff, and on today's show, we have a recap of the FEMA conference that closed off the Chamber's parking lot, a closer look into a dream team within SGA, an editorial concerning the upcoming elections, and an update on the Golden Sun's recent success in the beginning of the season. So, without further ado, let's get straight into the first story of the day by contributing writer Madison Starks, covering the campus's FEMA conference this week. This story is read by me. Arkansas Tech last week hosted the FEMA Region 4 Higher Education Collaborative Summit, a conference aiming to, quote, connect academia and emergency management through the lens of diversity, equality, and inclusion, end quote. FEMA Region 4 contains 68 tribal nations in five states, so attendees of the conference traveled from Louisiana, Oklahoma, New Mexico, Texas, and Arkansas. According to Dr. Bethany Swindle, Assistant Professor of Emergency Management at Tech, quote, we, higher educational professionals, have phone calls where we network together and discuss topics trying to advance emergency management in higher education for our next generation of emergency managers. But it has been a couple of years since we have had an actual physical summit, mostly because of COVID, end quote. The conference consisted of open discussion forums, with panelists answering questions previously submitted by attendees, along with questions from the audience. Higher education professionals shared their experiences and ideas, and compared notes with representatives from other states. Panelists included professors from universities across the nation, FEMA representatives, and other emergency management professionals. According to Swindle, quote, The focus of this conference is diversity, equality, inclusion, and access. We want to make sure we are planning for all populations. We are involving all the stakeholders, no matter what background they come from." End quote. Attendees of the summit received refreshments and frequent breaks during the day to connect and network with fellow higher education professionals. Several undergraduate and graduate emergency management students were in attendance, many looking for viable networking and professional growth opportunities. Quote, I am excited for the opportunity to learn more about the subject, emergency management, from multiple different points of view, and further my networking capabilities." End quote. John Hilland, an emergency management major from Greenbrier, said, This year's Higher Education Collaborative Summit housed 50 in-person attendees and over 200 online attendees. Only one other FEMA region has hosted this type of summit, placing tech in a leading position for the conversation between emergency management professionals. This conference was held September 14th through 15th. Our next story is by editor Jonan Mitchell and follows a close friendship that has led SGA. Entering through the open door of the SGA office in Doc Bryan sits SGA President Marquise D. Vasquez and SGA Vice President Hannah Stone, side by side at a long oval table. Both typing quickly at their computer, they occasionally glance through the western window towards Chambers Cafeteria to watch the passing students going on about their day, unaware of the caring eyes of the student office holders. The friends turned student politicians have several common interests. 
but the biggest one is their love for helping others. Quote, Hannah and I both have a passion for representing students, so through reciprocal links and that passion, our friendship was formed, Vasquez said. Those links are thanks to Stone's brother, the president of Vasquez's fraternity, Phi Mu Alpha Symphonia. Before holding their current positions, Vasquez was the Secretary for Diversity and Inclusion, and Stone was the Senator for the College of the Arts and Humanities, yet another link that pulled these two into a strong friendship. Quote, We met for the first time at a sophomore leadership mixer. We were just talking and having a good time, and that's when we realized we both were a big part of SGA, Stone said with a laugh. Quote, We didn't even ask each other's names until after that. Their friendship is equivalent and it helps the duo's duties go much smoother. Reflective of their titles, President Vasquez works with university committees as the student representation outside of SGA, sometimes reporting to Dr. Robin Bowen, tech's president, to correct and dispel any issues that may arise. Vice President Stone works with committees on different levels, aiding committees within SGA and organizing the college senators, as well as running executive board meetings. Stone has introduced a new way to collect student concerns, an online survey that can be accessed via QR codes on flyers around campus, as well as through their Instagram account. Quote, from these surveys, we can delegate those complaints to committee heads so they can respond to them. If it's something that concerns Dr. Bowen or Dr. Keegan Nichols, Marquise will handle getting those to them. If it is something like a food concern or something, I would, Hannah Stone said. Quote, our job is within student government as a whole, making sure that we, SGA, are doing what we were designed to do, which is be a voice for the students to the administration and all the faculty and staff, Vasquez said, as Stone nodded in agreement. These sentiments are paired with SGA-hosted, public forum-style open meetings every Wednesday at noon, where students have a chance to directly voice their opinion to the Senate and executives, along with several other campus representatives. The pair hopes their passion will flow through them to the Kickstart campus involvement to the levels it once was before the COVID-19 pandemic. Quote, One of the main reasons why we do what we do is because we're trying to breathe life back into campus, and I am starting to notice campus engagement going up, but there is definitely more to come, Vasquez said. According to Stone, one of the most critical jobs is fielding concerns from the students, including anything ranging from circumstances such as structural problems, According to Stone, one of the most According to Stone, one of the most critical jobs is fielding concerns from the students, including anything ranging from circumstances such as structural problems. This filters down to situations involving lighting issues or vending machines. In other words, no problem is too small, and using the QR code or SGA's Instagram at ATUSGA, any student can direct their worries to SGA, where issues can be addressed. Before we get to the editorial, I would like to inform you guys that we are currently hosting a poll on whether Jerry the Bulldog should become our official campus mascot. The poll can be accessed by a QR code on our website at architectnews.com. Let us know what you think. Speaking of which, our editorial for this week covers exactly why you should vote and provides some useful resources that can help you make an informed decision. National Voter Registration Day was September 20th. Organizations across the United States worked to help American citizens take the steps able to exercise their right to vote. 
At Arkansas Tech, the Do Something RSO worked to register students to vote across campus. The architect believes this is a valuable effort and that students should continue registering to vote beyond the National Voter Registration Day. Voting is not only a civic duty, but a right. Students should feel empowered to make their voices heard. No voice is unimportant, no matter what you are voting for. According to research done by Tufts University, only 50% of youth voted in 2020 presidential election. This statistic goes down for smaller elections. Registering to vote is the first step towards improving this turnout. Young people like us have the chance to make a difference, to make changes towards whatever we are passionate about. We need only to take it. That is why the architect encourages students to register to vote and take it further. Do not just register to vote and then forget about it. On November 8th, general elections will be held in Arkansas. This includes voting for governor, U.S. representatives, and a U.S. senator, as well as essential issues. The architect encourages you to go beyond registering and researching the candidates and issues on the ballot. Ballotopedia.org and commongroundar.org are great resources to find what will be on the ballot. Visit candidate party websites to read up on their platforms, attend information sessions, keep up with the news, and discuss it with your peers. If you are a student from out of state, make sure to find your state's rules on out-of-state voting. This differs state by state. If you have lived in Arkansas for at least 31 days before the first election, you will be able to vote and then also be eligible to register. You may need to update your voter registration if you have changed addresses or your legal name recently. Then, when November 8th comes, be prepared and be excited to vote. Voting is an exciting opportunity that not everyone in the world gets. After you register to vote, you will receive a registration card. On that card, it will tell you where your voting location is. Keep this card and take it with you on voting day or during the early voting period. Once at your location, volunteers will direct you in the voting process. Voting does not have to feel like a chore. It doesn't have to be intimidating. The architect wants students to be inspired to exercise their rights as U.S. citizens, register to vote, go to the polls, and be proud of yourself for participating. This is an editorial, an article that represents the official viewpoint of a newspaper on a topic of interest. And last but not least, sports editor Olivia Orr has an update on the Golden Suns track team and their recent success in the start of this season. Cross country running strong. The Arkansas Tech cross country team has competed in two meets this season and has finished strong in both. The Golden Suns kicked off their season with their green versus gold duel. Still, their first competition was at the Memphis Twilight Classic on September 3rd, where they finished 3rd out of 15 and dominated against huge competition, including Memphis, Old Miss, and Harding. First to cross the finish line was Morgan Browning, Jr. from Fayetteville with a time of 19.04. Mary Beth Bailey, a sophomore from Jonesboro, finished 5th for the Golden Suns with a time of 19.29, creating only a 25-second gap between Tech's first and last-placing runner. This shows how strong the Golden Suns pack rating is. The Golden Suns maintain a tight pack at the Harding Invitational on September 16th with a gap of 39 seconds. Marcy Cudworth, a sophomore from Mountain Home, led the way for not only Tech but also earned an overall first place finish with a time of 18.33. Cudworth and two other Golden Suns set a new personal record and the Golden Suns earned first place with a near perfect score. The Golden Suns' abundance of personal records so early in the season coupled with their ability to maintain a strong pack is impressive and shows how much potential they have moving forward. The Golden Suns have two more meets before the GAC Championship on, no on November 5th at Shawnee, Oklahoma, 
and their next meet is at Notre Dame Invitational on September 30th. This has been the Architect Introspect on FM 91.9 KXRJ. For more information on any of the stories featured in today's broadcast, please visit our website at architectnews.com. The music of today's broadcast was provided by C418 and is called Stall. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next Friday at 5 p.m.